And now for some um, authentic Native American music. As I'm playing this song here, I want you all to think about what you're thankful for in this life. Creator, you know, ask for help and you know, rise up, you know, above all your obstacles in life. Go forward, make it happen. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grime America show. Uh, we're we'll gonna be chatting with Chris Parrish a little bit later, um, also known as Superman. Native uh, hip hop artist, uh, powwow dancer, all around great guy. It was a great chat. You guys will really enjoy it. But first, as always, Graham, don't say it's not a synchronicity, Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Yeah, lots of synchronicities. That was painful, eh? To get through the first like three minutes there, it took us like four tries. I know that's not usually not even the, the way. first thirty seconds. I think you're nervous about your man crush on Superman here. I'm nervous. There you go. I'm nervous about Red sneezing into the mic. I think. Yeah. Hey, we've oh, got. We've got sorry, guys. If yeah, you, if Red Pill Junkie here noise, as well. It's RPJ. Yeah. Because I probably won't edit it out. How's it well, going, seriously, Red? Um, uh, well, like I, like you guys have mentioned, you know, uh, I'm not too great, you know, physically speaking. You know, I'm suffering from a cold. But on the other hand, I'm really excited to listen to that episode with Superman because uh, ever since Darren sent me links to his music on YouTube, I was really uh, amazed and excited about this cultural manifestation of which I was uh, unaware of, you know, this uh, existence of hip Native American hip-hop artists and how they are using, appropriating uh, hip-hop. And I think, you know, Hip hop is uh, a form of, of art who, that is all about uh, empowering the powerless, you know, and, and I think that's something that is much needed in the Latin American communities in which they need to regain their respect and their pride for their, you know, incredible, you know, wonderful traditional traditions and culture, you know. So that's why I'm really, really interested to listen to this uh, episode and also because of, of, of what, of that um, Mysterious Universe article I think I wrote a couple of months back the, in which talked about, you know, these problems of uh, suicides that, that you know, has, been a, has been a problem in uh, Amer Latin American reservations for quite a while. But now, now it's been, you know, uh, like coinciding of being mixed with uh, this thing about Slenderman, you know, this new meme or this new, like, urban myth. And I remember writing how I thought that the only way to counter this negative, this negative influence will be, you know, like a 
cultural manifestation that will have to happen from within these uh, these uh, societies, these reservations, you know. And I really think that Superman and the other Native American hip-hop artists are the answer, you know, are the answer to this problem. Yeah, he's also, uh, you know, he's been in the powwow community for a while, too, so he's also a dancer, and he's he's led in, in, that, uh, in that way as well. And he talks about his helping the... The kids with you know addiction and alcoholism and suicide and stuff. Suicide and he's, prevention. He's really oh. like he's really one of these guys that you know it's all about the community and being positive and being a, a role model and you know speaking as a voice for his his community. So that's it's really interesting. That is one hundred percent fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. So and and he's he's just like a, a super positive, nice guy. Like really, you know, really uh, genuine heart. And yeah, well, I need, sorry. No, it just it just crosses over with so many of other of other guests too that are artists or musicians or or healers or there's there's so much talk about being heart based. And he almost maxed out the synchronicity machine. Oh really? Oh <laughs> now I can't really wait to listen to this. Yeah. Let's stay tuned. Yeah, well we got, I got a couple other synchronicities. Do you? Right? Yeah. Well so, let's do this first. Do you Hey, this happened last time. What did it turn out to be? Oh, it's your uh, your tablet. The, cut, the cord from your tablet there. There, it's going now. Son of a bitch. Looks like you're going to have to push. God. I don't I like feel that, that got my the ears are being abducted. Yeah. Is that oh loud God. on your end? Yeah. Oh, that's because the fucking aux end is cranked. Sorry, Red. It's not loud on our end. Anyways, you have requested, Darren, that we try a different type of quote. So I've got here a quote. And this is from... A not a UFO quote? This is a native elder quote. That's a UFO music. That's okay. Okay. It's kind of a book. It's from, uh, it's a quote from the Star Knowledge Conference in Sundance. So I figured... I'm listening. Okay. All right. So Dear Man commented that we have brought these imbalances on ourselves. The red race has responsibility for the land, but cannot do so because of herbicides, acid rain, and underground nuclear testing. Spirit told Dear Man that the other races were to follow the red way of life too, but have lost it. The outermost circle is the star nations. The star nations are here to help us. The earth was out of balance and is rebalancing its tilt. We have to help the earth come back into balance. Time, as you know it, is coming to an end, sooner than you think. There will not be cars or TVs. He said that the grandfathers taught him that we are, on, that we are coming to the end of the fourth world. We are about to enter the fifth world. This concurs with similar Hopi prophecies. It will take nine worlds before we get to the spirit world. The adopted son of Grandfather Titus, keeper of the Hopi prophecy tablets, Roy Littleson, was scheduled to speak on behalf of his grandfather. Well done. Mm. Yeah, really interesting. That was pretty good, actually. I was. I just realized how fucking sick I was about hearing about UFOs. Oh. Just kidding, buddy. Yeah, well, that Seriously, hurt. though. I would like to hear feedback, other people's feedback. Yeah, ones, a, I think I like cool. change it up. Yeah, it can be another quote. That's fine. And then it gives. Are you okay with it? You did another one. How'd you like it, Red? I liked it. You know, I think that uh, 
most uh, UFO quotes that uh, Graham has picked up for this uh, space so far. It's with regards to people, you know, in authority positions, how saying that the UFO phenomenon is real, you know, and how yada, yada, yada. Okay, I get it, you know, we all get it. It's, it's important for, for having these sorts of persons, you know, speak up, you know, and, 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 and have this testimony. But at the same time, you know, I, I want to go beyond that. You know, my interest in the UFO phenomenon goes beyond that. Oh, well, there's, this, there's all these, you know, advanced craft flying in the air. Um, who knows where the hell they come from? Okay, yeah, but what else? You know, and, and this quote, I think that it's more, it, it explores different ground, I think. Yeah, it's deeper. Yeah. 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 Dun, 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 dun. Now. Speaking of red. Sorry, red. I want a good skull from a synchronicity. Graham reads it out, then Dara might give it to me. Hey, don't you please read it low. Yeah, yeah. Should we give a little shout out, speaking of synchronicities, to our... Coffee major? Coffee major. <laughs> I can't remember what I rated it. You, Did I tell him I'd bump it up? Well, you told him you'd bump it up, because, and I was bitching about your your rating, because he saw Moai right when he heard James Matheson say Moai. Oh, Dave yeah, Ma- that's Dave right. Matheson, oh, Dave, <laughs> Dave Matheson. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I've got a synchronicity Dave from James too. Nation here, so that's why. <laughs> what did I rate it last time? And yeah, that w- was obscenely low the yeah last exactly time. and you're saying like, oh like well, how many times does he drive by the moai like and 7.42 or something no yeah maybe but it was it was worth more than that no okay well add a point to it anyways he gave us some maps and he gave us some <laughs> feedback on all the social media platforms <laughs> explaining that it really was within a second or two so we want to say thank you for all the what feedback what did i give him i can't remember what i, I, gave I think him. it was a 7.42 but okay, it was more than that i'll make it an i'll make it a nine nine okay well, I have a, a similar type one. No, no. And yes. No, not for me personally. <laughs> okay. I've had lots of little ones like this, but this is from another listener. And um, who's, who's it from? Well, He's you didn't even put this. Well, Darren, you didn't put, you sent it to me. You oh, is that the Facebook it. one? <laughs> and there's nobody on So this is from an anonymous person no, on it, Facebook. It's from Will. From Will. Will L. Will L. And he actually, he sent it in like, Less than an hour ago. Wow, this is like real-time shit here. So, hello, I have a neat synchronicity for you. I live in the great state of Oklahoma. was driving through a little town in the northwest part of our state whilst listening to a radio show on public radio. Sorry to hear that. Whilst. Why would not you listen to the Great America show? That's <laughs> the, what I want to know. And it's called the Prairie Home Companion. Right as they mentioned the Indian princess Minahaha on the show, I drove over... Minnehaha Creek in Canton. See, that's mm. I like I like those ones. It's kind of tying in with our with our uh, yes with our show with tonight. our show oh, tonight at the same time, yeah. and we are talking about Oklahoma in the interview. Right? So, Maybe he was listening live. Yeah, is he calling us? Pub? Are we the public radio? No. Okay. Well, there's a extenuating circumstances. I'm going to give it an. Eight point seven. Wow, that's pretty good. 
Okay, so let's... now you know it, folks. If you're list, live listeners, you get a higher rate on your synchronicity. So tune in. Subscribers get higher ratings, too. <laughs> we'll talk about how to subscribe to the show a little later. So here's, here's one from a local dude who's playing in a band actually coming up. And uh, he says this Graham's is from gonna James. going to sing for him on Halloween. No, I'm not singing. I don't sing unless I'm in my car or the shower. Well, maybe you could just put a shower cap on. <laughs> I have some personal um, stories about shower caps that I won't go into. Oh, hey, oh come on. <laughs> come on. You look like Poindexter with your new glasses. I just love them. Hey, buddy. Wow, dang. Hey, buddy. Dang. Hope all is well. Okay, this weekend... A close friend and I were having all kinds of crazy mind reading and different types of synchros. We would just laugh and think that we must be old souls and just know each other really well. But check this out. We go for Chinese food. And as we were leaving, I say to her, hey, let's see how crazy our fortunes are going to be. I bet they're going to be totally right. So she laughed at me and shrugged it off. And I said, too late. I've already manifested it. So we get in the car and open the plastic wrappers of our fortune cookies. Before we crack them open, I stop her and say, wait, let's synchronize the cookies. And I put my fortune cookie together with hers like they were kissing each other. (laughs) And then we open the cookies and the fortunes are exactly the same. What the fuck? Crazy shit. That's interesting. (laughs) And then he says, P.S. The Mike Hawk comment from your story about the red tail hawk story was fucking hilarious. Hawk, 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 hawk. Jesus. He says, take it easy. <laughs> Hope to see you guys at a show sometime. Trade me for a t-shirt for a nice donation. So anyways, he's playing at King's Head this coming weekend, which is the weekend this episode will come out. Well, and then, have a t-shirt for a show. Yeah, I know. And then, and then uh, at Morgan's all on these Halloween. these t-shirts are going to be gone and we want to make a dime because they're all pro bono. <laughs> uh, anyways, he says he might help us out with some audio gear too, so... He says, take it easy, man. The show is great. That's from James. So thanks, buddy. Thanks, James. Uh, that's actually pretty common. I've, I've had the same fortune. I once yeah, had have two, you kissed your I, cookies no, together first? No, but I once first? had two fortune cookies in a row because, you know, they give you like six or seven. And I've uh, got the same fortune twice in a row. And it wasn't a synchronicity. I was like, huh, fucking getting lazy. Yeah, but they didn't, you didn't kiss your cookies together. I could have. That's a little different. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is. I, I say it's unaffected. Um, uh, I'll give it a six. Sorry, James. <laughs> I like it, but I think fortune cookies are made in shitty factories, and they've only got a couple of fucking buckets to pick up. I think in any box of fortune cookies, there's probably only like a dozen different fortunes. No, there's way more than that. I keep, oh, I, I keep them, and I do my lottery tickets with the numbers on the back. Uh, how often do I get fortune cookies? I got a, a bowl, a plastic, a, a bowl full of them at home. Right now? I order Chinese food like every... So open them all up. Two weeks or a month. Okay, I'll do that as an experiment. That's I'll open them all up and here. I will no, tell no, you, no, I haven't no, had no, a repeat no, no, fortune. No, 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 I haven't had one since. Here. I will show you all here. the tickets. <laughs> you bring them here. I want them to come out of the wrapper in the igloo. Okay. I don't trust you. Okay, I'll bring them next time. You're sketchy okay. science. <laughs> I... I, I, I Every time I order Chinese food at least once a month. Bring if you bring ten cookies in here, I will contest that at least two will be the same. I'll bring more than twenty and there will be no duplicates. Ooh, what's the wager? Because there hasn't been any yet. What's the wager gonna be? We Uh, we can't decide this by ourselves. Yeah, well let's okay, the wager can be 
talked about when we get feedback. Yeah. So you guys tell us what we should bet. This could be the the biggest bet in the history of America. There's no like whipped cream on <laughs> naked bodies like they I'm like not, they were requesting uh, on Twitter either. Uh, I'm not as uh, fond of you as Jackson is. <laughs> uh, hey, Jackson. I'd like to see you put more clothes on right now. Like. <laughs> So, Red, we should talk about this. I like the better change or non-local. I want to change the topic here. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, big shout out to our uh, first guest of Grimerica, Ephraim Palermo. And, uh, Red, you, you wrote an article. I want to talk to, about your article here. But I want to read this uh, email from Ephraim, and then we can talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How does it feel to be editor of the Grimerica Facebook page, Red? Oh, the power is intoxicating. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's talk about that after I read this here. Okay. So, hey, guys, NASA is going to make a major Mars announcement. NASA will detail a major science finding from the agency's ongoing exclamation, ex, exclamation point? <laughs> exploration of Mars during a news briefing on Monday. He says that the James Webb Auditorium at NASA headquarters in Washington, the event will be broadcast live on national television. The skinny is that they are going to announce the relationship of dark stains to water on Mars, which is exactly what my Seeps paper detailed in 2001. Richard Hogan was working with me on my paper at the time, and he wants to interview me on, on this radio show, The Other Side of Midnight, tomorrow night. If you get a chance, read my paper. And if you can, check out the NASA announcement. So, of course, we were talking about this. When it comes out, we should tweet it with a link to our initial I've tweeted it out a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah, But I think there's a deeper phenomenon here that... You would. Yeah, it's not not a phenomenon, but... I read Refrain's paper. Refrain? I refrained. I didn't refrain from reading (laughs) Efrain's paper. I read it. That was in the beginning when we read everything and did extensive research and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> remember I remember that was the I think that I had a, like a, a thing of questions typed out and everything like, yeah. I had like 15 questions all typed out yeah I was in my uh, living room yeah and you were in your living room that's right non-local the way you prefer it <laughs> anyways I did I hurt your feelings I'm sorry anyways too much this is like why we do the show right exactly. like look at this we give Efrain a platform right he hadn't mm-hmm. he had done his own podcast but he waited years this is the epitome of what we would like to happen on Gramerica, right? People talk about the research or whatever. We give them a platform, non-judgmental. They get a voice, and then look what happens, right? His shit comes to fruition like 14 yeah. years later. Efrain is li- is uh, he's on cloud nine. Cloud right nine now. right now, absolutely. Well, not really because <laughs> so far he hasn't Zero recognition. the credit <laughs> from NASA that he rightly deserves. I think the only person who has talked to mainstream media and directly credit him, you know, with this finding, is Robert Subrim, the founder of the Mars Society, you know, who spoke with CNN, and he mentioned how, you know, this new, so, uh, quote-unquote, new announcement from NASA wasn't so new because, you know, people, uh, Efrain and his colleagues, I think the other was uh, Jill English and Harry Moore, if I'm not mistaken, were the guys who wrote a paper which was was submitted to the Mars Society, I think, in 2001. You know, in in, in August, I think, of 2001 in Stanford University, you know. You um, mentioned Efrain? Yes, he oh. directly mentioned Efrain. Do you have, do you there, have the... Um, I want to play... I want to get that audio. There is a, the, 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 there's, there's a quote, a link 
to that ECNN interview at the bottom of my Daily Grail article, you know, it's there you just updates. Wrote? Hello? What, so, yes? The one you just wrote tonight? No, I wrote it uh, yesterday. Oh, I just seen it today. Oh, well. Well, I'll click on that. I'm gonna, I'll play that audio in this episode. Or I might have, you guys might have already heard it. I might have started the show with it. Or I'll play it right now. Robert Zubrin is the president of the Mars Society, and he joins us from Boulder, Colorado, to talk about this announcement. Robert, this is an exciting day, but we've known that water existed on Mars for, for quite some time. We still don't know exactly where it all is or where it all went. Uh, but in your view, what, what is the major announcement uh, NASA made? Well, what's really new here is, first of all, they've confirmed earlier uh, uh, insights of this kind. We had one as early as 2001 by Palermo et al. and in 2011, but now this is really confirmed. So congrats, Ephraim, and great news. Yeah, and I mean, it's an interesting, it's interesting how, you know, to sh it, it shows, it's evidence of how uh, armchair, uh, armchair researchers, amateur researchers, you know, can nonetheless make a huge contribution to 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 our knowledge, you know, to science or maybe history. You know, I wanted to equate Ephraim with someone like Graham Hancock, who's always been, you know, constantly attacked. One of the 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 the, the, the most common attacks Hancock receives is the fact that. He, uh, they call him a, they call him a pseudo archaeologist, and he's always you know reminding them you know I've never claimed to be an archaeologist. I'm an I'm a journalist who explore archaeological topics. You know, but no, no, no. You know, in in academia, if you ha you don't have the right credentials, you don't get to speak. You know, that's exactly what happened to John Anthony West when he wanted to have this big debate. You know, and I think it was the American Egyptology Society or something like that about uh, his and, and Robert Shock's, you know, uh, theory of the age of the Sphinx. And the only guy who who got permission to talk was Shock because he ha is, has a doctor doctorate in geology. You know, yeah, what I mean, yeah. how sick is that? You know, how we're still uh, viewing you know, people or judging them in, in based on, on their high or low education. You know what I mean? Albert Einstein was fucking working in a, in a Swiss uh, patent office, you know, when he wrote the paper that changed the world a hundred years ago. Yeah, and it's not like Ephraim didn't put a lot of work in. He he yes. put in hours and hours and days and days of mapping the whole of Mars before there was yep. even like Wi-Fi. Right? We were talking about how yeah, hard it was to download. It like, <laughs> was like one line at a time. Like yeah, and he was like an old. I pictured like an old laser printer. Remember, like yeah, and he was using old technology. I mean, the resolution that the global Mars Surveyor, which is the probe that arrived in, uh, orbiting Mars since, uh, I think, 1997, is, you know, a ho several orders of magnitude uh, worse than the, the, the resolution of the newer uh, 
probes, the newer satellites that NASA possesses, than the ones that they used to, to take out these new photographs, which, by the way, were shown to the film director Riddle Scott two months in a, uh, prior to this big announcement, uh, announcement on Monday. You know, the guy who, is, who was shooting or maybe finishing uh, post-production of his uh, new movie, The Martian, you know, he knew that there was flowing water on Mars two months before the rest of the world. You know, how's that for a conspiracy theory? <laughs> how's that okay? Well, you know, since there's always going to be people with inside information. Movie people? Yeah, sometimes, you know, I mean, celebrities are people who rub elbows yeah, with people in the, on the top. Yeah, should just be public knowledge right away. Well, especially, no, because especially for Ephraim. There's, there, well, I, I would say there has to be a proper investigation, you know. They have, like, like, let's get back to the infamous issue of the Roswell slides. You first need to uh, study the thing, put, <laughs> put all your docs in a row, and then you go on with the big announcement. Yeah, so, so you wrote an article on, um, on Daily Grail? Yeah, I think I uh, titled it Water on Mars Score One for Amateur Research. Nice. You know? I think that uh, saying how uh, disappointing it is, well, I'm paraphrasing myself here, how disappointing it is that on the one hand, <laughs> NASA is always struggling to get the public excited about space exploration because that's how they get funds for their for their programs and their missions, you know, if there wasn't any public interest, they won't, they wouldn't get nada. I mean, and here is this guy, you know, Ephraim, who is making great use of the information they freely distribute, which is like you said, public, public information paid by, by the American taxpayers. And he managed to make these great, uh, discovery, which by by uh, in, at that time NASA interpreted those black streaks as dust slides. You know, hmm. they didn't consider the possibility that it was water related, but that was like something that Ephraim, you know, who doesn't have any degrees in in, in geology, uh, arrived. You know, using only plain common sense. I think that the problem is maybe one of the problems. Uh, uh, let, let me see what you guys think. I think one of the problems is that uh, Ephraim got, for better or for worse, got associated with Richard Hoagland. We managed to give them uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of help at the beginning. You know, I think he, he gave them good pointers on how to proceed next and then to, to, to submit this paper. But the problem is that Hoagland by now is, you know, considered to be a, 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 a Google guy. You know, he's always the kind of people who are finding like Bigfoot uh, or crabs or uh, squirrels on Mars and God knows what else, you know. And maybe that's the reason why NASA doesn't take arms, armchair researchers looking into Mars seriously anymore. <sighs> yeah, that's a tough yeah, one. I don't know. I know. Yeah, that's got a point. I mean, I not, it not, it's not that I want to belittle Hoagland. I think that at the beginning he was uh, making very interesting... This was already passed. Would this have been after the face on Mars second pictures came out? 
Remember when mm. it came out the second time and it seemed like pretty that, yeah, obvious think, it was just some rocks? Well, but if you believe, let, uh, if let you me say, believe they put I, a man on the moon. I still think <laughs> that the face on Mars is interesting, you know, despite the evident erosion and the lack of, you know, easily perceivable, uh, you know, human facial features. You know, I still think that the face is an interesting geological anomaly that should be looked further into, you know, yeah. because it has bilateral symmetry and several things. And the fact that, you know, people like Hoagland uh, found all these, you know, alleged alignments and correlations between the face and other features in Sidonia. the Sidonia region, exactly. You know, maybe some people will say, well, you know, obviously he found those correlations because, you know, the mind, the human mind, that's, that's what we do. You know, we find patterns, even when there aren't. You know, that's, that's the, the basis of this phenomenon called pareidolia. You know, but you find, you know, the, the, the face of, I don't know, Jesus in your in your cereal bowl or whatever, but or a I UFO. still well or whatever yeah or a UFO or anything that you can come up with you know you 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 show someone uh, I think that Mars by now is like a planet planet size Rorschach test for humanity you know you see what you want to see but having said that I still think there are things that Hoagland and others you know, propose with regards to Mars and also with regards to the moon that uh, shouldn't be discarded just yet. You know, I mean, there is probably a few gems hidden inside all that pile of manure. I agree. And, and NASA doesn't really help themselves out when they're airbrushing, you know, when supposedly they're airbrushing Mars and the moon pictures and they lose the moon pictures from, you know, decades ago. You know, yeah. they've admitted that they how can how can you lose stuff like that? So I mean, you know, that's just ripe for ripe for conspiracy. You know? Well, conspiracy or you know, basic uh, government incompetence. No, no, no I mean that. Well, you, we could have a, a roundtable about the so-called uh, uh, secret space program. You know, that that will be a fun a fun episode for America. Yeah, well, Adam Curry's going to uh, the Secret Space Program conference in Austin at the end of the month. Oh, nice. You could just walk there. Red, how far are you away from Austin, Red? I'm very far from Austin. You you guys keep thinking that I'm just, you know, (laughs) near to the border that I can, you know, throw a a rock to the... To the Rio Grande, you know, from my window. Ah, uh, uh, no, bitches. I'm I'm in the center of the Mexico. Mexico happens to be quite a big country, you know. Thank you very much. There you go, Dan. Well, you could maybe take a bus. Oh yeah, it's closer in Minneapolis. Eighteen hours. Ah, oh, well, yeah. Well, you had to go there, huh? Huh? No, let's not. We're so not. let's not. Um, let's not. Let's. Uh, Talk about how you posted this uh, article on our Facebook page. Because this is a way we could probably, we don't really have marketing strategy or anything. It's really word of mouth, our podcast here. But there is ways that, that people can help us out, right? And and Darren's got uh, some ways that you can actually help us out with Facebook. Right, Darren? Do you want to talk about that? Uh, I suppose. I wasn't planning on it. I was just planning on saying Red was an editor. Oh, I wasn't yeah. going to be 
But I added a few other people too. And right. I suppose if people want to get on board and can anyone post on the on the Great America Facebook page? Yeah, but it only goes into the feed if they post as an editor. Well, I think that should change. I think that, you know, uh, Greg Bishops has his Radio Mysterioso page. And it's something of a... Well, I see that everyone can can post there. And it stays there in the... In the, in the, in the oh, really? I'll see if I can, if I can do that. I don't same mind with making the, a... Same with UFO updates, you know? So check, check, check it out. Maybe there's a setting. I've just kind of finally started poking around in there to see what you can do. I, I think it will be a cool feature for the Grimerica community. You know, it will it will help us strengthen. You know, the the the, the, the community of listeners and and show them that they can contribute to to the Grimerica effort. You know. Absolutely. If I can find a way, I'll set it up like that. And I'll take on a few people as editors so they can be commenting and yeah, and yeah. chatting in other people's pages as a Grimerica show as well if they wanna yeah. if they wanna use Grimerica as a platform to maybe talk about fringe stuff they don't want to talk about on their Facebook account. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And plus yeah. that's easier for them than just telling go, a friend, just right? Like it's hard to tell somebody friends. out or being an asshole yeah, with America. We gotta, yeah. I suppose we should do some betting. Some sort of like we know who are we know who our hardcores are though. Yeah. I I haven't seen any sign of any of that risk at all so far. Yeah, you should only enforce enforce betting and censorship when someone, you know, goes and makes something. When someone except, makes it happen. Yeah. No, makes a big no-no, like, I don't know, posting uh, insults or something like that, you know? Pictures if of Graham and fucking whipped cream. <laughs> well, Graham is a big boy. He can take it, you know? But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Agreed. We're not a police state. We'll give exactly. you guys. So if you're interested in that, shoot me an email and I'll get you set up. Because me and Graham are both too lazy to Facebook, so we'll let you guys Facebook for us. <laughs> I'm scared. Graham's too scared to I'm Facebook. I'm lazy. I'm scared. And that's just another way you can support the show. Of course, we've got more traditional ways as well. If you head on over to gramerica.ca slash support, uh, you can see all the different options there where you can either subscribe monthly or throw a one-time donation. Uh, help us pay the bills. Yeah, it's going to get cold in the igloo. Yeah, help us pay the heat. The igloo has been getting colder and colder. We need to buy a heater, and we need to heat this motherfucker through a minus 30-degree Canadian winter. Oh, um, so yeah, help uh, keep us ad sponsor paywall free. Everything here is free, and you guys can uh, pay us as you see fit. If you can't afford to to support us monetarily, you can always sign up for the newsletter. Sign up some other people for the newsletter. Sign up as many people as you can for the newsletter. And uh, if you don't want to do that, then you can just tell your friends about this show and review us. Gramerica.ca slash iTunes. Spam the shit out of Gram. Graham at Gramerica.com. Right on, buddy. And that's Thanks. all the different ways to support our value for value model. And, and of course, reviews mm -hmm. on iTunes really helps as well, I, I believe. Kind of changes the algorithm. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it seems like the value for value model is not working, and then you get a little spurt, and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we always got our faithfuls, right? Like we've got, you know, our subscribers yeah. are what really pay the bills. Yeah. And and if our subscribers end up, like if their credit cards expire and they, they uh, get disconnected, we're not going to come after you for a new, 
and what the hell happened, so man? You'll have to I've noticed a few notice. people have canceled the subscriptions, and then like four months later, it'll pop back up again. So it's just oh, like they've realized that oh. they got a new credit card or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But if you're on one of those five dollar monthers, you don't want to lose that one because those are extinct. That's the only Canadian option. Five dollars a month. No, it's not even an option away anymore. Email addresses with with uh, yeah. Don't, with... Nobody's asked for one for a while. We haven't yeah. talked about it. Maybe that's why. If Maybe you are right. on a monthly of five dollars or more, uh, it comes with the Grand America email address. Yeah. Well, supplies last. Yeah. yeah. Big thanks to Wayne Darnell too. He does a website for us. <clears throat> Justin for doing the newsletter. Look, I do want to throw something out there as well. Speaking of donations, because we talked about it in the last show, so I want to keep this message out there a little bit, but. The meme? Yeah, if, if you're donating to a level of like 420 or $432, then you can pick oh, a yeah, guest. Oh, yeah, 432 that's what we said it was going to be. I, pick, I always forget about that. Pick a guest, and, and uh, you can come on and, on the show and help us out with the chat. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll just, you know, we'll try not to keep track on our end. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping you guys can just do the math, and we'll just take your word for it. <laughs> So, Red, uh, anything else that you got going on right now besides the healing from your stuffed-up nose? <laughs> yeah, well, you call all, you're a Reiki master, right? You, <clears throat> so you can send me, like, healing energy. I could do that, actually. Well, let's put that to the test, bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> you aren't ground to Reiki? <laughs> getting back to the, the water on Mars, you know, I just found an article from a Spanish... Well, a Mexican magazine telling that apparently because of the international treaty signed by the United States and other countries in 1967, it is not permitted to, 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 to go near the water on Mars if there was any you know, at the time. You know, that maybe that's one of the reasons why you know, the rovers are always exploring what one thinks is the, 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 the most boring parts of, of, the, of the Martian landscape, you know? So because apparently they're not allowed street. to find water? Apparently they're, they're not allowed to, to go near the, the water for risk of contaminating. The, 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 the water supplies or the water deposits, you know. And that's a problem that I think they haven't solved yet, how to properly sterilize the equipment and maybe in the future the personnel who will set foot on Mars and explore the planet uh, without risking the possible indigenous population of Martians, be there, you know, microbial or or whatever, you know, or unless we are really planning on terraforming Mars. I know, it must be yeah, tempting not them, to stock that them. pond, eh? Just fuck them. Just roll right in there. America. Well, I, I, Robert Subrin, you know, the guy who spoke so highly, well, him, who, man, who, who mentioned uh, Ephraim on CNN, you know, I think he's the kind of the person who will say that that water will be indispensable for any future uh, manned uh, missions because they will, the the astronauts will use them for everything from you know drinking it, uh, use using it for uh, extracting oxygen and also maybe even you know converting it into rocket fuel to to for the trip back. Wow, rocket man! So that it's an inter this is an interesting thing that I it's probably going to be talked further in the not so distant future you know how 
people will start to say, okay, so what are we going to do with Mars? What are, we, what are we going to do with the water we just found on Mars? What, what should humanity do with this uh, planet? And how that would even change if NASA announced, you know, next year in 2016, guess what? We just found, you know, all this provable proof that on the undisputable proof that there is life on Mars. I know, know what they can do. There's probably oil would drill for oil on that <laughs> motherfucker. Well, yeah, I know. You're the kind of person who will have no qualms in shooting Bigfoot, so obviously you will say, ah, fuck the Martian microbes. Martian, you know? Martian oil is probably the let's shit. Get the, let's get the Martian oil, boys. Yeah. I know what they're going to do. <laughs> Ignore it, just like they did with the face in Sidonia. Sedona? Sidonia? Oh, is it Sidonia? It's Sidonia, Mars, and Sedona, Phoenix. Yeah, no, Sedona. Yes. Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> Sorry to all our listeners in the Phoenix area. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. So you think that next year, is that a prediction from you, Red, that next year they're going to find alien life on Mars then? I think that by now it wouldn't surprise me in the least, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you want to put on your conspiracy hat for a minute, I think that <coughs> this is the kind of preparation, <coughs> and a slow adaptation of the public to the to the paradigm shift of finding life on another planet, you know, to go in bit by bit, you know, and slow baby steps, and then oh well, you know. We just found, I don't know, uh, organic compounds on Mars. Oh, well, here you know. You know, now we found, you know, the evidence that Mars used to have a lot, of, a shitload of water in the past. Oh, well, how do you know? Now we found there still has, there still is flowing water on Mars. So, you know, maybe next year, hey, how do you know? Now we found, well, found some immersion microbes. You know, wow. and by then, a lot of people will say, you you know, and keep watching, you know, Netflix for some, you know, reruns on or Breaking Bad or whatever, you know, because by then it wouldn't be such a, a shock. But I tell you, if in 1967 or in 1971, which I think was the year they launched the Viking missions of Mars, if they had found this evidence of flowing water, man, it would have been, you know, top news. You know, th those guys would have earned a Nobel pr the Nobel Prize, no questions, you know? Well, nowadays, half the population probably thinks that fucking men in black is real. They are, Dan. Well, they are real, man. Uh, didn't you read, didn't you read uh, Robbie Graham's excerpt that he posted on his new webpage, Silver Screen Saucers, you know, it was the page that he launched uh, with the uh, publishing of this uh, newly released book, Silver Skin Saucers, which deals with all these, you know, interesting correlations between Hollywood and, and, and the UFO phenomenon. How there seems to be people, maybe in the government, who have tried to get a hold and influence the pop, pop culture perception of UFOs. And there is an article, on, uh, uh, an excerpt on Robbie's page. Uh, dealing with that 90s uh, TV series, Dark Skies, you know, which used to be running, you know, on pair with the X-Files. Unfortunately, I think that the X-Files stole 
all of their thunder, and that's why it got cancelled by the first season. But nevertheless, it became something of a of a cult. Well, it could have been uh, a little I, too close to the truth. No, well, the, 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 have you seen it yet? This, no, listen, I'm waiting this, for the new X Files. Dude, listen in this. Uh, excerpt in question uh, Bryce Zabel I think I hope I'm pronouncing yep. yeah Bryce Zabel yeah. he talks about how in the wrap up party that they had you know when they were were go, they were going to view the live broadcast of the serious serious spy lot you know that means that nobody except a few honchos in Hollywood and on, on the network had seen the pilot yet. A guy approached him and he and he told him, you know, point blank, we've seen uh, your pilot and I, we think that you've come quite close to the truth, something like that, you know. And then they had a meeting with this guy, with this guy and another people who claimed to be from, uh, working for naval intelligence, and they were telling them, you know, that they could help them, you know, put a lot of, you know, inside info about UFOs in their show. But and that's when how you, now you have to visit Roby's webpage and read the rest. All right. Yeah, I, I sent. Uh I saw that series a little while back, and it was kind of hard to find, and I heard something recently that it was just re-released on some network, so I'll try and link to it. That's the TV series Dark Skies. Yeah, and Darren, you can find it. Darren can't TV. ignore the fact that M- Men in Black is a real phenomenon. Who knows what they are? I didn't it. say that. I think you totally railroaded my fucking point and just... There are oh, different types yeah. of What was your point? I don't remember anyway. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Couldn't have been that important. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose we should jump into a chat with Superman. Yeah. Uh, I'll play, uh, actually, I'll jump, I'll dump his new, that's a bad word, but I'll, I'll cut in his new, his newest song there, his new single, Why, right now before the interview. I think I'll just play the whole song, eh? Should I? Sure, man. Yeah, I'll just play the whole song. Sure. And then uh, after that, we'll jump into our chat with Superman. So thanks for coming, Red. Enjoy. Yeah, the, anytime, guys. Enjoy the interview, and we'll see you guys in the outro. I don't want no homework, no. 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 Always one man rich and another man poor. Why we ain't satisfied? Why we gotta have more? Why your suicide rates on the rent so high? Why I tell you the truth? But you see, don't lie. Why is being a good father at an all-time low? Why is it acceptable? Yo, why I don't know. Why she blame him and he blame her? It's useless. Ask yourself this question. Why you making excuses? Why do parents gotta bury the kids? Why we text and drive, not caring how scary it is? Why you so hard to forgive and leave the past behind? And if you did, then that's divine. Why don't you help your brother when you see him fall? Why do we act like God don't see it all? Why do we call them black, them white, them Asians and use labels? Now 
That's racism. I don't wanna hold 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 Why is it innocent people locked up for life? While some people can't say nothing nice. Why do we always gotta question with all of the means? And why won't you follow your dreams? Tell me why. The night when you took my dad, why'd you let me see my grandpa cry? And tell me why. And why do you choose to hide? Even though you was born to fly. And tell me why. And why don't we turn from all the hate? And why don't we learn from all mistakes? And why do I keep on wrecking these fat beats? And teachers don't make more than professional athletes. And why? All right, tonight we got Christian Parrish here, aka Superman. He's got a new uh, new single out and a video. Uh, basically, a native rap artist, and it's called Why. And he's got a new album coming out called Illuminative. I want to mention his albums because he's already got three of them: Gorilla is his latest one before that, Deadly Pens and Crow Hop. And he's also a very accomplished powwow dancer, kind of at the championship level. So we got lots to talk to him about. He's from down in uh, Montana, just south of us in uh, Calgary. So welcome to the show, Superman. Hey, glad to be here. How are you brothers doing? We're good, yes. Uh, enjoying the last few uh, bits of summer before winter turn o- turns over. But I suppose you know all about that, being so far north. Yeah, you betcha. So I got to say, um, I hadn't really heard too much about you until about, oh, I want to say three weeks ago. And I came home from work and my my wife and my daughters were jamming out to your new single, Why, on YouTube. And it was just starting. And I started watching the video. And I mean, it's been so long since I've got this from a song, but it's like, about halfway through the song, I just kind of started getting those shivers down my spine. And I was just like, wow, this is fucking amazing. You and, can't bug me anymore uh, for that. No, and then I, I like, I got to talk to this guy. Within a few minutes, I had, I, had, I had tracked you down on Twitter and was trying to set it up because I just think that the approach your 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 music has taken, and I think, I really think you're about to, to turn a corner. And it's just, um, I, I it's just a nice mix of, I mean, it's the hip hop I want to listen to. You know what I mean? Like when I was younger, I used to love that gangster rap stuff, but nowadays, like the words have have are, have so much more meaning. I, I suppose than your average rap song. Right, right on. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, you came across the music and everything. So I appreciate that. I think it's a missing, a missing, like a missing part of uh, pop culture now. Like you don't see a lot of, or I don't. I mean, and I'm not involved too much in the pop culture side. We're kind of in the alternative, you know, media and all that. I don't listen to a lot of like radio, but but um, having that uh, that kind of native native lyrics in, in a, in a hip hop song. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Yep. For sure. It's always good, um, you know, to represent the culture, you know, in a good way as, as natives, you know, we're already, 
our our traditions and our our culture is is positive. You know, it's all about family and community anyway. You know, so that's just normal part of life. I think to bring it into the music. Is this something that you just done recently, or has it always been a part of your your music? Uh, it's always been a lyrical part, you know, the content wise right. has always been like that. And, um, but doing it visually and kind of like mixing of the cultures of you, if you saw the videos, you saw me, you know, in my fancy dance, you know, outfit and <laughs> dancing and using flutes, you know, and drums and stuff like that. Um, doing looping. So that, that's kind of, I guess that's a little bit new, you know, maybe he's been doing that, um, for about five years now, but, um, that's kind of new of putting the cultures together. Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of we've done a couple of shows here where they're talking about uh, some of the medicine wheels out here in Alberta and also in northern USA. And there's some real ancient sites here. We had a guy on who's been, you know, investigating these sites that, you know, he says are like five, six thousand years old in the prairies and. That video just had that feel of of those ancient sites, like you sitting in the grass and standing in the grass. I showed a couple people. They're with, like, "Is this in Alberta?" Yeah, it really looks like it's in our backyard here. Yeah, yep, that's right. Um, right on my res over there in Crow. Um, that's where like everybody goes. That's right by Crow Fair. If you ever been to Crow Fair, that's just right up on the hill. Um, but the campground is um, in the prairies there, so it was a perfect setting for that video at that time. And I seen uh, I seen just recently you were getting some some accolades from Snoop, so that's got to be pretty rewarding. Like I remember listening to Snoop back in the day, and you must have been listening to to it too. So I was wondering um, how ironic it is that it's since you've taken this turn. Like I've I've listened to you talked about some other things where you were you talked about before. Maybe you were straight up just doing gangster rap. And how interesting is it that now that you've started to bring your culture into it, now is when you're starting to get you know these accolades from people who who are probably your idols coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big surprise and just like a real honor, you know, to see these um, celebrities, I guess you could say, you know, sharing the video and just kind of like um, really blown away, you know, by by the um, by the music and, and the visual, you know, that we put out there. Like there was Snoop, you know, there was uh, Michelle Rodriguez from Fast and the Furious, the actress. Oh, yeah. And there, there was a uh, little Rob and you know MC Magic and Latinos, and there was a uh, Team Backpack. They're a big um, site, you know, online. And uh, let's see who else there. Oh, one of the, um, the actor Ise Morales from uh, La Bamba. He just shared it last night. So I was like, hey, all right, man, it's cool to you know be getting some love, you know, from like these um, big names, I guess, you know, especially like Snoop, you know, like man listening to his music growing up on it, you know, and just like know every lyric and, you know, and all of that. And for him to say, you know, check this out. This is dope, you know, and it's me. It's my music. It's like, oh, wow. I think, you know, it's a, it's a great honor, you know, like trips me out. <laughs> so for, for some people, some of our listeners who might be, be hearing of you for the first time right now, could you like just kind of take us? Cause I mean, obviously it hasn't been an easy road or an overnight thing. Like you've been at this for, for, for the better part of your life. I mean, can you kind of take us through how it, how it started up and how you sort of got to where you are today? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, for all those listening, you know, if you've never heard of me, Superman, um, a native hip-hop artist from the Upsalagan Nation here in Montana. I've been doing music, man, for a long time, maybe 15-plus years, and 
and uh, even started off traveling with um, Lightfoot, who was a native artist doing it way back when. You know, that's where I kind of got um, some learning tools, you know, about about um, the business and you know, performing and things like that. So I've, I've been doing it, you know, for quite a long time and um, just learned to do everything, you know, myself, basically doing beats, you know, production. I got like all my albums are pretty much all self-produced. You know, I make all the beats, do all the recordings and even the graphic design. So I've just been pushing forward, you know, in Indian country, you know, in, in native native countries and, and reaching out, you know, to the youth, you know, working with suicide prevention uh, programs, you know, alcohol, you know, drug prevention programs, because my life is positive, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, you know, I never drank alcohol in my life. And so I'm just, you know, it's just normal life. And so I, I realized like doing music, like this is, um, people are like, hey, you know, Come over and talk to our kids. You know, you're you're a good influence. You're a good role model. You know, that just kind of was a learning experience for me because I was just doing hip hop and I just wanted to do something I really liked. I really enjoyed hip hop, the culture of hip hop. And uh, I found out later that hey, you know, it's it's a good tool to reach um, the people. You know, to have them listen to your messages about being uh, you know who you are as a human being. And so, just always pressing forward. You know and and um, making music, I had some albums, albums out, and won some awards. You know, the Native American Music Award, won the North American Indigenous Image Award, as well as um, uh, Aboriginal People's Music Choice Award, and uh, you know, awards like that. Especially even around the way here locally in Montana, I won some awards there. Did a lot of freestyle battles, things of that sort, and just. You know, always it's always been progression. You know, it's never been you know going down here. Okay, time to go get a job, and I'll go back to college. It's always been, you know, a rise and always building. You know, it's always continuous, continuous growth. And so, made some albums and put it out. And just um, these past maybe three years have been probably the best with social media. You know, um, being um, the tool of, of promotion. You know, so a lot of people, a lot of natives and and uh, people are able to see my work, you know, online, and it's it's been a big old boost for me. So I'm I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah, I bet it's funny. Like I got to agree with with without the advent of social media, there probably wouldn't even be a Grimerica show, or there might be there, but there probably wouldn't be more than fifty listeners. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I like that's that's one of the things that that's really intriguing is that you're. I mean, you're kind of putting your money where your mouth is and you're spending, like I've been reading these articles, you're spending some time, you know, talking to the kids or you always make a point to stop by and talk to the the up-and-coming Native youth about, um, you know, the bright side. Because, I mean, if there's one thing, I, I'm assuming it's the same same in south of the borders here, is that when you're growing up Native, there's like, I don't know what to call it, but there's a certain amount of stigma and almost, you know, like racism towards Natives in North America. Yeah, yep, definitely. You know, just um, you know, doing music and everything, I've learned like um, you know, that you have to become you're just kinda of put into a position of, of being an educator automatically, you know, when people listen to your music and you kinda of cross that native line, you know, and where non natives are listening to your music, you have to sort of just educate them, you know, you find yourself just like, Oh, okay, these these guys don't know about natives or you know, it's just it's just uh, taught by Hollywood and you know the different outlets like that over the, over the years and 
they have no clue, you know, of what NATO has been through. They have no clue of the true history of of these lands, you know. And so you find yourself having to educate them, you know, and, and becoming not really an activist, but you become a voice, an automatic voice, you know, for your people because they just don't know, and you know, and, and they're ignorant to the struggles of what we got, we we've gone through, and what we have to deal with, you know, with racism, you know, in this day, and so. Um, I embrace that, you know, myself, I embrace that because you just find it, find it out, you know, and it just makes you more aware of the edu- education system and the whole, um, uh, especially down here in, in the States, you know, of, of white America, you know, the privilege of, of white and everything was geared towards, you know, the white race in you know, all these years and we're having to, you know, fight for our rights still. And so it's all a good journey though, you know, all love, peace. Isn't it funny how that seems to be like North American and not even North American specific. It's just like from the Mexican border up and then the rest of the world. I mean, there's absolutely, you don't see, I like at least personally in, in my, what I've heard and seen, you see like zero of that in Europe or Australia or um, Asia and down in South America. Like there's not that stigma. Like to them, Native Americans are still kind of the way we look at Peruvian shamans right, and things yeah, like that. Right, it's more of an indigenous thing and, and uh, less suppression kind of, is that what you mean, Darren? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's what I think anyway. I'm wondering if you've noticed the same thing. Yeah, I think so. Like worldwide, uh, the view of natives, you know, and indigenous peoples is, um, it's different, you know, than, than it is over here in our own um, area. Just, I know America's just, ashamed you know they don't want people to know you know what they've done they always want to kind of sweep under the rug and so when they're exposed you know it just brings that that um it's a lot easier when we're savages right it's a lot easier for them to justify when we were just heathens right yeah yeah so it's still that way today you know but but the voice of of indigenous people is is getting bigger you know and more non-natives are um coming into the the agreement and just the knowledge of, hey, this this isn't right. You know, these these indigenous people were, you know, were killed, slaughtered, and have gone through these things, and that's not right. You know, they're um, not anti-government, but they're more along, you know, want the truth. You know, they want they want the truth revealed, which is a good thing. Was there was there a point when you realized you were a voice of your of your people? Like, was there a point when you go, wow, like, okay, I'm. I'm uh, I'm being looked up to here, and I have to make an example. Like, did you was that a conscious shift, or or did it just happen over a long period gradually? Uh, yeah, it was it was early on. You know, early on, I, I knew, um, you know, that um, that being positive and you know being drug and alcohol free was was something good for the people. You know, like I just got it from the elders, you know, they're like, you know, they would come and say, you know, what you're doing is a good thing. You know, these young people out there need to hear what you're saying because you're, you're living it and you're walking it. And that's rare. You know, there's not a lot of people who have that platform, you know, so continue to do that and be mindful of the gifts that you have, you know, so they would tell me things like that. And so I knew, I knew that it was, you know, a responsibility in that and that it was special. So I always kind of, you know, cater to that and be, be mindful of it, you know, along this journey of music and, and I uh, use it in a good way, you know, and I would, I would always get it to like to the inboxes and through the emails, you know, 
these young people would be like, hey, I saw you at the conference, you know, and I just want to tell you I was way in the back, you know, with, with um, my friends and and I've been going through depression and, and um, you know, nobody knows about it. But when you spoke, you know, I, I felt peace and I felt inspired, you know, to to continue on with life because, you know, I was going to go commit suicide, you know, after this conference and, you know, things like that. You hear, you hear stories, you know, in the, in the background and you, you don't even know who you're inspiring, you know, who's listening in these crowds of these youth conferences of the people who are listening to the music online or, or what, you know, you never know what people are going through and what your music and what your words are, are doing. You know, it becomes real powerful when you hear stories like that, you know, they connect with you and they tell you, Hey, this, this is what was going on, you know, and this is how you helped me. So when I hear that, it's just, it's just amazing. Wow. Have you, have you noticed a, an increase or a decrease with addiction and alcohol as far as being a problem? Um, it's always a struggle. You know, I think it's always a war. I don't know about increase or decrease, but, um, I just know it's, it's constant, you know, we're, we're, we're at con uh, constant battle, you know, with these things that are, are negative, these negative spirits of suicide and alcohol, drugs. It's always, you know, it's always present, you know, in every, every community that I go to. But I think online is becoming the native voice for youth is becoming um, stronger and bigger, you know, of being sober, being positive, nice. being about the people, being about family. And so I don't want to say it's a trend, you know, but it's like it's the majority of native, you know, native values are becoming, you know, the majority that other people are seeing online. Like when you connect with natives from all over different reses, you're seeing that majority, you know, speak loud, louder than the negative. And so I think it's it's really influencing, you know, those those um, those factors, you know, who were on drugs and alcohol. And I think it's it's awesome, you know, that that's the majority. and that um, most of the native artists who are getting, you know, props and praise are, are ones who are living a good life. You know, they're like positive. Yeah. And I think it, it fits in a lot with our show as well. What we talk about here, we talk about ancient mysteries a lot and ancient, ancient peoples and maybe ancient civilizations that were around before, you know, before it's actually officially recognized in our culture. And a lot of times that we talk about native mythologies and, and you hear, you know, along with the spiritual growth of our culture as well, like the online movement, I think is also helping people become more mindful and more spiritual. And you hear people say things like go back to like, you know, the native roots or living off, like being more respectful to the land and living natural. And like, there's that yeah. whole, there's that whole positive spin of like, look at the way our indigenous cultures used to be. So one with everything. Right. And I think that's, right. I think that's helping a lot. Definitely, yeah. It's like, like I said, the trend, you know, the majority, man, like it, everybody's being influenced by all of these positive people and like you know, a lot of the celebrities, you know, the actors and actresses and things of that sort are, they're all the same way, you know, they're anti-pipeline, they're about Mother Earth, you know, they're, they're walking the walk and it's great to see, you know, and I love that part of it. So we we also talk about... Uh, you know, like the native mythologies and, and do you ever, like, did you, did you grow up learning about some of your ancient myths, like of the star people? Like we've had somebody on already six, six killer Clark who talks about all the people that she met who had, uh, either sightings or encounters with strange craft or they've, they've just, they've, they've openly talked about their own, uh, 
you know, mythology of the star people. And yet we live in this culture of materialism and in, in, uh, in Western, in the West. I mean, do you ever think about the, yeah. the, 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 the hypocrisy of that or like the schizophrenic type of world we live in? Yeah, definitely. It was, um, I had the privilege of going down to, um, Northern Cali just, just recently. And, um, it kind of tripped me out because that whole community of North uh, Nevada city mm-hmm. was filled with a lot of people who, who they had a lot of beliefs, you know, they were taking, take a lot of beliefs, you know, from here and there. And there's a lot of, um, you know, they're into peyote and they're into the stars, astrology, and they're into, you know, all kinds of you yeah. know spirituality to kind of take from everything, you know, and they use it. They're so hungry for spirituality and uh, there was a dude there that was speaking at that show. His name was Chief uh, Golden Light Eagle or something like that. But um, but he was like talking about like aliens and stuff like that too himself, you know. And um, but as far as um, myself and my beliefs uh, with the Absalogan Crow people, um, it's always been uh, you know the creator, you know the 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 one creator who created us all and our spirituality is kind of go goes um, back from there, from you know, from fasting and, and praying and, and having that connection, you know, with him to where when, when we traveled, you know, when our people would travel and they would go to the mountains, and, you know, the, the medicine people, medicine men, uh, they knew that there was power in those mountains, you know, and they would tell, they would, would uh, ride to the the village and say, oh, oh, you young, you young men, you know, you, you boys, these, these hills are powerful, these mountains are powerful. Go, you know, go, go, go pray, go fast, go get your helpers, go get your, your power and come back, you know, and help the people. And, and so the kids, you know, who are 10, 12 years old, these young men would go to these mountains and they would pray, you know, they would pray and fast, they wouldn't eat and, and they would, um, you know, see visions, you know, they would get their power and they would come back with helpers and, and, uh, you know, help them in, uh, with the people, you know, help the people. So that's kind of where I come from, you know. I come from that that lineage of uh, of spirituality and and that uh, where prayer is, you know, the main thing, main power. Hmm. We also talk about uh, where creativity comes from a lot. We had another artist on recently who was uh, a rock a rock artist, but he he Kevin, figures, yeah, Kevin Estrella. Estrella, and and it's like this this. Uh, people talk about this flow state or this meditative state where creativity comes from, like they just open up. So do you, do you find that where, like, where does your creativity come from and does your spiritual practice help with that? Like, do you connect the two together at all? Yeah, definitely. Like that's, that's, um, top of it. You know, that's, (laughs) you can't have one with, without the other, you know, when it comes to making music and being creative, um, like there's a, a few songs where I just got in, you know, and, wrote them down. It was all silly, you know, and stuff like that, but they don't have that power, you know, and that tangible, um, you know, that power that's upon that song, you know, sometimes it's just whatever it's your words, but the, the ones that I've had, you know, the most success with are the songs that I've, I've prayed, you know, I I've spent time in prayer and I would ask the creator and I would say, you know, help me. What do you want me to say? You know, what, what do you want me to say to the people? I'll say it, you know, let this be your song. Let this be your voice, you know, for them. And I would come up with these songs after prayer, you know, just spending time in his presence. Um, you know, that's really important in my life is, um, not just from, doing 
music, but um, just having a, a prayer life in itself to to be able to function, you know, on earth. You know, I, I believe that everybody should have that uh, to where you go and you're in prayer time. And the more you're in prayer time, the the less that you have distractions, you know, of this flesh of, um, you know, our mind and whatever distractions, you know, your spirit man comes forth and you're able to commune, you know, with the, the one who made us. And when you do that, when you connect with the creator, you know, this peace and this love, you know, comes upon you and all, all the stress and worry, you know, that'll leave. And then you're able to like understand what life is about. You know, you're, you're able to understand like, Hey, the most important things in life is, is to love one another, you know, and to love your family and, you know, cherish the small moments in life, you know, you, and then you leave from prayer time, but that knowledge, you know, that, that wisdom, um, that came from the creator. And then you're like, bam, you're able to write, you know, with this, with this knowledge and wisdom and you're able to connect with the people, you know, like when you come out of prayer time and you go out, out onto the world, you know, and on earth and all you want to do is, is serve, you know, you want other people to be successful. It's not about you anymore. It's more about others. You know, and that's, um, that's an important part of, of my everyday life. I try to make it an important part of my everyday life. So creativity, you know, that comes from that time, you know, that's where you get these, these ideas, these cre- creative ideas, um, that just pop up into your head, you know, and you just like make them happen and people are blown away by it. Like, it's like the looping, you know, that I did, that was actually a creative idea that was in my head for like two years. And then, uh, it just manifested, you know, it just came alive and it just took off and it's really helped, helped me in, in business and just what I do. Yeah. It's interesting. And for, and for people like, it doesn't even have to be, a religious thing necessarily, but that prayer practice would just connect it. It connects you with the moment as well. Right. And it's well, like meditative, right? Like you're, if you're, if you're yeah. concentrating on connection with whatever higher power you believe in, it's, it's bringing you into the moment and, and, you know, being mindful of what's really going on right now. Yeah, that's true. I think that's the point, right? It just seems like most of the major religions now have been sort of hijacked. It's like no one, everyone's talking about it, but no one's doing it anymore. And that's where I think, um, I think that's where more like the the Native American and the Eastern, more East, Far Eastern styles of their religion. I think you know it's just as much about how they've stuck with their practice of how they pray to the creator as opposed to you know okay well i read this bible a bunch of times and i can read it by heart but still fuck you that's Mm -hmm. my money and i'm not giving you any change yeah right yeah yeah it's the practice you know it's it's um the fruits you know it's the fruits um out of what is it there's one saying that um out of the evil heart a man commits evil things you know out of the good heart a man you know does good things you know you're you know, people's um, intentions, you know, is, is by their deeds and how they love other people. And that's how you, that's how you can tell, you know, that where, um, who has been, you know, in the presence of the creator, you know, who, who has spent time, you know, meditating or, um, you know, things of that sort. And, and that's how you tell, and that's how you can tell, you know, people who are really real about it is because their fruits just automatically show you know, you're, you're kind and, and you love one another. You're not judging somebody or trying to cram down your belief system and, and down their throat or, you know, telling them theirs is wrong. You know, when you spend that time and you just come from that, that presence and that peace of the true, you know, 
creator of the whole world and every culture. You don't you don't do those kinds of things. You know, you're not you're not judging. You're not you know trying to correct people. You're just all about love and serving. You know, it's, your ego dies. And then and then we have the internet uh, <laughs> also bringing us this polarization in our society and conspiracies and all this kind of stuff. And like you mentioned a little bit about, you know, white America and the education system and all that is, is there anything as you've been journeying and getting and growing and, and becoming, let's say more of a, of a voice uh, for your people and more, you know, I don't know, like more popular. Is there, is there something you would change if you could about our culture and, and the problems we have in it or, or do you stay away from the political system or the, the, cause we, we talk about, we get all mixed up in this in the show, right? Like, I don't even know what to, I, I don't watch the news really. So part of it I know is a distraction, but there's so much crap out there too. That's just, ugh, it's just, I'm trying annoying. to get Bernie Sanders on the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, there's so much, you know, out there to, to thing to agree with, you know, to, you know, disagree with there's just so much um um causes you know causes and, and things that that people are putting out there and there's a lot there's a lot to see you know there's a lot of information that comes before our eyes every day on facebook and social media yeah, yeah, and um, what moves us yeah what moves us you know what moves our hearts what moves our minds what what's what ignites you know a, a spark of um wanting to help or wanting to be a part of it or informing others you know wanting to share share those those views or whatever they are. And I would say with the people just, you know, I mean it goes back to just how gossip is spread, you know, on the res. He's <laughs> like, you believe everything you hear, you know, like somebody goes to tell you something, you just automatic, oh, you believe that as the truth. But I would say, you know, don't believe that. I mean go find go find out for yourself. You know, do research take the time to actually go to the root of of these beliefs and these uh, causes and, and find out for yourself, you know, how you, uh, what, what is the truth, you know, before, before backing something, you know, I mean, you could see a, a meme, you know, like just, and just believe it, you know, as 100% truth. It's just, um, I would say, just have knowledge and wisdom, you know, I would tell the people, you know, move, move in knowledge and, and wisdom, um, and that, you know, don't be, don't just be a follower of, of of everything. You know, like find out for for yourself. You know what what's what's truth to you. You know, go to the source of whatever it is, and you know, find out. You know what what it is, and make your decisions and your your uh, allegiance. I guess you could say. Don't be cattle. based on those things. Based on real, you know, real facts and real research. What uh, another big thing? I mean that uh, that I think is has been lost that the the entire world could learn from native culture is that respect for elders, right? Like it seems like that's completely gone in modern society. So you, it seems like we're just doomed to learn the same lessons every three or four generations. Yeah, yep, it's true. Just simple native values, you know, you you see them change, you know, over the years. You you see things things are different, like. Like I was just having a conversation with my friend about powwow culture. You know, I was I was raised in powwow culture, and and uh, it's different. It's different nowadays. It's um, you know, there's a lot of honor, you know, a lot of respect. Um, there still is that too, but I guess you could say there was more honor, more respect. You know, way back when, 
And um, nowadays you can see people, if they lose, they'll be vocal about it. You know, they're going on Facebook and bash the committee, they'll bash the powwow and just, you know, there's no honor and no respect in, in that circle, you know, as much as there was. And so it's different, you know, things, things are different. These values that we've had, we were raised with from the old school, I guess I'm, you know, I'm from the old school. So these different native values you know, that we, that we were um, taught by our ancestors to our elders, to us is, is changing. You know, there's a lot of influence from the dominant society and things, things are just changing and it's def- definitely need uh, new leaders, you know, to honor these values and teach these values so, yeah, what was the question? Hey. <laughs> no, I think uh, it was about the elders and stuff, right? Which is kind of what you're what you're addressing there. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. I think it's even more far far gone in in the white world if you're to say it that way. Like in say in a place like Calgary, it's just like you know, it's like once you hit hit sixty, you're useless. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that personally, but you know, that's kind of what it is. I mean. Yeah. There's an old folks home every fucking yeah, that's true. Three old folks, yeah. yeah, exactly, right. It's just like okay, well, I don't want to take care of you or deal with you or listen to you, so I'll just throw right. you at home. And but do you think a part you know, of the problem about, with that is that more people have Alzheimer's and these other like dementia because of like come on, chemicals no, and stuff the, in our environment? Ageist. Like what? No, that's, that's ages. Don't you think more people have that than they did when like a generation or two ago? I don't know. I think the big yeah, one is like, I think so. The yeah. big one is like, you know, no one even gives a shit about World War II anymore. Like, what we're, we're only two, like two generations removed about it from it. And we're just about mm-hmm. like, we're right on the fringe of be, jumping right back in there again. Whereas you talk to mm-hmm. our grandparents, they would be like, you're fucking nuts if you think that's a good idea. Yeah. Because we lived yeah. through that. Yep, it's different for sure. What about uh, uh, KRS? KRS One was saying something. I heard um, they were talking about food. You know, like ah, uh, yeah, everybody's being vegetarians, and you know, you eat meat, you get cancer, and all of this. And uh-huh. he was saying he had a, a nice little view. You know, it was kind of. He said, "Yeah, but he said I've seen indigenous people. You know, old indigenous people who are you know ninety years old, and they still." You know, they smoke cigarettes and and they eat, you know, greasy food, eat (laughs) bacon, and they're still alive. You know, he said, they're still alive. He said, it's not the the food, you know, it's the respect. He said, it's the respect that they had. He said, their values, he said, they respected the, the animal, you know, and they were taught to respect, you know, food and to pray over their food and that's why they they can live a long life nowadays people don't you know they don't they don't have respect for these animals and you know the food that comes before them and that's why you know he's like that's why there's so much disease and and, um you know cancer is because these generations don't have that respect anymore and that was kind of like oh wow that's some knowledge yeah yeah that makes sense to me i mean even just having uh, slowing down and actually focusing on your food is something I need to do a bit better. I can't even, I don't even take a breath when I'm eating and then I start hiccuping after. Like, I just got to like actually just slow down and actually meditate. <laughs> chew your food 25 <laughs> times. Chew, I can't do it 25 times. No, me times. neither. I get the hiccups like every third meal. My, my wife's <laughs> always like, what are you doing? Like, what's your rush? I'm always done like way quicker than my mother. I'm hungry again. Yeah, let's eat. 
So how long were you, you, you said you're in the powwow culture for quite a while there. I, so we saw a couple of videos of you, of you dancing. That seems like quite the, quite the workout. Were you, were you competing at a pretty high level and did you, have you been in that longer than you've been into your, your music and your other artistry? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in powwow culture, you know, way before hip hop. When I was fourth grade, I started off as a co-traditional hot dancer, you know, back home, so traditional dance. So I was started off in that in that way, you know, right out to the circle, and and uh, we would travel around and dance. And then later on, I I adopted the style of uh, fancy dancing. You know, always wanted to be a fancy dancer, so I adopted that style. And we would travel, you know, go to powwows here, there, you know, all over Minnesota, and, and um, you know, just be a part of that. And then hip hop came later, you know, like yeah, I, I used to break dance, you know, stuff like that. I love I love hip hop culture, but to be serious and be be um, you know, vocal about it, be an MC or, you know, try to be an artist about it, you know, and like that came like way later. And so, you know, power culture was just, you know, that was just normal life to me. So that's interesting. Was it, um, what's the, the fancy dance is the one that, that you would see online with all your, your fancy regalia. I can't remember what you call What do you call that stuff, Darren? Do you know? Headdress. The headdress and all that. I think that's more than a headdress. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bustles and uh, yeah, fancy regalians, fancy dance from Oklahoma. Huh. And is that quite a like this powwow? Like uh, we have all these, we've talked about these other, um, you know, you got sweat lodges and other spiritual practices and all that. Like if I if I didn't know what a powwow was, is it is there a spiritual meaning behind that? Is it it's sort of like drumming in altered states of consciousness or anything like that? Like, do you actually get into a meditative state while you're doing that? Yeah, yeah. I was always taught, you know, when you come out to the circle, you need to come out with a good heart. You know, you come out to the circle, it's it's a spiritual, you know, dance. Like whether, you know, fancy dancing is really contemporary. You know, it's probably one of the most contemporary dances there is. It was for show. You know, anything about the history, it was, you know, started in Oklahoma. It was for the Wild West Buffalo Bill show. And it was just for the audience, you know, it wasn't really didn't have a really very significant, uh, significant, okay. you know, spiritual meaning or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, but I was taught, you know, like when you come out to that circle, it's spiritual, you know, your, your dancing is, is, is your prayers, you know, you're dancing and there's people that are watching you out there in, in that circle who, who are sick, you know, there's people who are, who've lost a loved one, you know, there's people who are in wheelchairs who can't dance, who, who wish they could dance. And so those are the people that you're, you're dancing for, you know, so have a good heart and have a good spirit because you're, those are your prayers, you know, for, for the people watching and enjoy yourself, you know, don't come out there all mad and you know, having a bad, you know, attitude or, or anything like that, you know, be happy, be happy that you're alive and, you know, and just be thankful when you dance that you're able able to dance so it is you know it's it's spiritual and these songs you know these these uh singers and everything you know those songs are passed on and and uh it's it's all you know one we all become you know just that one um you know it's it is it is a spiritual practice i mean there's a lot of um it's kind of like sport now, kind of like a rodeo you know there's a lot of competition so there's that aspect of it nowadays you know where it's it's a lot, of, a lot of competition, you know, people are trying to win money and, you know, be the best and things of that sort. And that's, that's part of it. It's good and bad. You know, it is good and bad. Um, but I always encourage 
you know, the people, the parents to teach their kids first, you know, about what it means, you know, to come out to the circle and, and to put on the, you know, our, our, our feathers and put on our outfits and what it means to when a family comes together and, and beads for you, you know, it's that love, you know, that they have for you to bring you out and, and that the right that we have as natives, you know, as indigenous people to practice these ways, you wow. know, because there's a time when, when we couldn't, you know, we were, it was illegal to do this. So it's, um, it's definitely, I encourage everybody to know the foundation, you know, of why, why we even dance, you know, what's yeah. the meaning of our dances. Wow. Do you, um, you have to mention now that we're on that topic about the, the video, why, and, and your partner, she's dancing in a, uh, and what do you call that a jingle? Rattle a dress, jingle, a jingle rattle dress, dress or something like that? Can you talk about her yep, a little bit? Because she's, I mean, she's really, uh, she really captures you that whole, the whole sound and the movement. It's pretty cool. Yeah, my four year old wants one now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kasia, um, Red Elk, she's amazing. You know, she's, she's been um, at it for a long time, you know, um, dancing um, in the circle as well, you know, using the jingle dress style that she adopted. You know, she's from the Umatilla tribe over in Oregon, and uh, the jingle dress style comes from the Ojibwe uh, Anishinaabe I'm a people, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So we keep talking about the history of that Ojibwe Mishkigogaming. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm from northern Ontario. What did you just say to There you go. Mishkigogaming, that's but, uh, my yeah. So anyways, go ahead. So she comes from that, too. You know, she comes from that history of, of what it means to dance. You know, she knows the power of the dance and, you know, and what it's all about. And she herself is, is a champion of dancing. And, and, uh, I asked her one time, I said, how many times have you won, you know, um, in a row, how many first place have you won, won in a row? And she said 42 times. I was like, dang, holy smack. That's like the world record. You know, I've never heard anybody to win that much consecutively. You know, I was like, that is so amazing. And so she uses her gift you know, in a good way. You know, she's awesome. She has a good, great heart, you know, for the people as well as her family. So yeah, she was perfect, you know, for the video I had told her you know, a while back. Hey man, I want to do a new video, you know, have you dance in there where I'm, you know, sampling the sounds and everything. Be good if you were in that. She's like, yeah, man, yeah, just let me know. You know, the stars kind of lined up, you know, she was in the area and my video dude was in the area and I was in the area at the same time. I was like, hey, we should do it right now. So we did it. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of things lined up for that single. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the album. One thing I wanted to touch on after we kind of got off the topic, but you were talking about how the competition and, and money has kind of invaded the powwow scene. And that's, I mean, that's probably where some of this, you're talking about how the ethics and the the respect has kind of gone out of it. I mean, it seems anywhere that fucking money can get into, it can just ruin everything. Like any place money can weasel its way into isn't going to be as good anymore. Yep, that's true, man. The root of all evil, man. That's straight up true. Shows its face and changes people. Well, at least uh, at least we got guys like you fighting uh, fighting back. I've got to say, um, I, I've been inspired myself. Me and my wife were talking about what she's wanted to for a while, but I think we're going to start getting our girls back into well, not back into, but into the the powwow scene out here. You know, even if it's just awesome. a couple times a summer, right? They they both love to dance. They've got their little drums. They love to beat on, and they're big. Uh, my wife yeah. my wife raises them, and she's into the or she raises them as um, on the 
spiritual side, like she does her chakra meditations and teaches them their breathing and things like that. So. Yoga and stuff. Yeah. You bet. I got to get into awesome. the yoga. I can barely fucking move sometimes. <laughs> like it's, I'm a, so non-flexible these days. It's really pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you still practicing yeah, the power? Yeah, I got to, I got to go to some powwows this, um, this summer. I actually just took time off from traveling and I was like, man, I might have some powwows, man. I haven't even been able to dance, you know, or go out there. So I went to Rocky Boy and went to Fort Hall and Crow Fair and, it was good to um, be out there and see everybody, you know, and just participate. It's dope. Nice, yeah. And how, and how? And are you still living in Montana? Yep, yep. We live in Billings now. Nice. And what's and what about uh, you're coming up with this album now called uh, Illuminative? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yep. The album is titled Illuminative. And uh, it'll be coming out hopefully um, New Year's, like New Year's Day. And I'm uh, trying to push for that release there. And uh, my last album was about almost two years ago now. You know, like I was telling you guys, you know, I do everything myself, you know, from the production to the recording and writing and everything. And so it usually takes me some time, you know, to, to put out an album, especially when I'm, I'm traveling, you know, and bringing, bringing home the bacon, you know, for the family and just, just to have the time to dedicate and put out an album is always a task. So I'm um, happy. I'm not going to make this one like a whole lot of tracks. It's going to be at least 13 tracks, you know, not too many. And um, got some two good, two good songs, you know, the first, the uh, first uh, videos I've released, you know, there's the prayer loop song as well as why, you know, they're almost at a, uh, why is that a million views and prayer loop song is almost at a million. So those songs will both be on there, you know, with some others. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it because just because of the whole reception, you know, people embracing it and anticipating it. And that's great for me, you know, for, for anybody to say, hey, I can't wait for your album to come out. You know, just being underground and having a label and just doing everything yourself. It's good to get that support, you know, from from people and, and to be able to be blessed that way, you know, financially and giving back, you know, with, with the album um, and knowing that uh, the album is going to be coming from that place of, of prayer, you know, with that, with that tangible power upon it, you know, it's going to be on it. And that's the main thing, you know, to, to inspire and to bless people, you know, with, with the goodness in that way. And that's the most important thing. So Illuminatives yeah, will be coming out during New Year's Day, hopefully should be dope. Yeah, so and I've actually I'm going to to play a couple of tracks. Um, I'll probably play well. I'll play those two for sure in this in this episode, so that you guys can hear it. And if any of you guys haven't heard it before, I'm sure everyone I've showed uh, I've shared it with so far has been absolutely blown away. And I've shared awesome. it with people all from the states and Mexico, and not well. Uh, Jared hasn't answered me yet over in New Zealand. Yeah, his new kid must be keeping him too busy. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. It's good to see you're getting the recognition and it, and it's paying off. I mean, it's got to be, it had to be a tough battle, especially raising a family along the way. It must be, be nice to see that start paying off and, you know, not, not being so worried about your financial situation. Yeah, yep, exactly. And that's, that's another thing I learned along the journey, you know, it's like when you can, um, when you really think, you know, you overthink and you, you're just like so worried about, you know, how it's going to do and, you know, what, what, what you're, you know, what you're going to do, you plan everything out. You know, when you just start planning everything out, 
those are the times it's just kind of like, you know, nothing really happens. But when you just go with it, you know, you just go with the flow, you're just happy with whatever, you know, that's when I think that's when things happen, you know, like that's when God blesses it because he knows that you're not so worried about, it, you know, you're just like, everything's all good, you know, happy go lucky. And, and just when you're not expecting it is, is that's when things happen, you yes, know, like, yeah. like I put out the video, I wanted to get all these websites, you know, for the video. Why I want to get all these websites, you know, in order and, and have this big old, you know, release and all of that. And then I was like, who cares? And I was like, okay, I'm just put it out, you know, in the evening time right now. You know, <laughs> I don't even care. I just threw it out there, you know. And those are the type of things, some simplicity, you know, simplicity just and things just catch on, and and that's where that power comes from. You know, people watch it, and they're compelled to to want to share it with somebody. They're compelled to, you know, they can feel something, you know, on that on that video, on that music. That's that's different. You know, it's it's different. It's not just. Oh, another rap song, you know, there's something about it. And that, that comes from, from, from the power of prayer, you know, of making music that way. And so when you just throw it out like, like that and just, it takes off by itself, you know, you're at least expecting it. You know, those are the best times. You're like, yeah, I wasn't even trying, you know, I was just going with the flow. And how's, um, how's your, how's your band? Uh, do you have a lot of support from your whole, from the whole Crow Nation? Like, is it, um, everyone's all in? Yeah, yeah, everyone's all in. Like, um, we're really tight, you know. We have a, a clan system, you know. We're like families are really closely knit, you know, on on our res, and so, and and they all know me, you know. Like, I just grew up there. They they all know who I am and, and what I'm about, and they always support me, um, whatever I do. So it's great, you know. It's great to have everybody just have your back, and especially when you mesh the cultures. You know, like when you're meshing cultures and yeah. you're doing something new. You know, you're always gonna catch some heck, you know, from somebody. And and um, I'm, you know, I'm lucky to be able to just have my heart in a in a good area. You know, my heart is in a good place. So when somebody says you can't wear those feathers and do that rap music, you know, <laughs> I'm just like. Well, you know, I was like, it turns out they don't know me. You know, I understand that they don't know me. You know, they don't understand of what I'm trying to do. They don't know my vision. You know, trying to reach these people. They don't. They're not there. You know, when I'm counseling a young teenager who's about to commit commit suicide. You know, and I just stay with them. You know, all night, and and you know, they're not there to see those kinds of things. And they just they just see. You know, they just mark it off right away. So. I'm, I'm, it doesn't bother me, you know, as much when when people come come against because they just don't know. If they did, I, I'm pretty sure they would be like, "Hey, that's good," you know, because I get it from my elders. My elders are like, you know, get thumbs up, go for it, you know. Anything done with a good heart, you know, towards reaching these kids who are dying, who are committing suicide, who are on drugs. Anything done with a good heart and reaching them in a good way, you know, to try to help them. It's that's worthy of of your effort. You know, it's it's worth the effort. Go for it. You know, do whatever you can. You know, to reach them. Yeah. So when you get that kind of backing, it just gives you an encouragement. And I don't think I, that's something I don't think that a lot of mainstream culture really realizes, or even maybe a lot of our listeners may not realize, is just how big of a a problem the suicide epidemic is in in native life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's rampant, you know, it's it's rampant, it's out there, man, and the cold is every you know, a lot of res is it's just it's a problem. I think it's something that 
that we need to fight against, you know, all, all the time. And the more we can do it, you know, the more people who are coming against that, you know, in a good way and using whatever skills they have, you know, in a good way to reach these people who are hurting is, man, we need more, you know, we need, we need more of it. I love the way you have that acceptance around the people that are resisting you. You know, that, that's, I really, I really appreciate that. It shows that, you know, that, uh, that you have some sympathy for people that don't, that are judging you without understanding what you're really doing. So I also yeah, wanted to ask yeah, you, sure. I also want to ask you about your, your travels. You mentioned you're traveling around lots. Are you, so are you still on, are you on the road with, uh, with your music as well then quite a bit? And will you take your new album on the road? Yeah, yeah, I've been traveling for uh, a while now, so I'm just getting ready to do some traveling here this month, and it's been crazy, you know, trying to balance family life and and um, and uh, pick pick these uh, opportunities, you know, that shown themselves. So I've been traveling quite a bit, and um, take some shirts on the road, you know, got my albums and everything, and and be being able to reach out to different reses, you know, and different people and colleges. Like in November, I'll be going like on a little college tour towards the East and kind of educating them about, you know, walking in two worlds as a Native American, you know, and stuff like that. It's a great opportunity and enjoy it. Ooh, what kind of shirts you got? We should do a shirt swap. Uh, I just got this little Superman graffiti type uh, with uh, one of our chiefs from my nation on there. And so I just kind of made that. I don't really have like a clothing line or anything yet. So um, it goes on the road, you know, my wife is kind of handling that side of it, you know, of merchandise online. So she's getting a website ready, you know, to, to put out there. Yeah. We have enough uh, inventory. You know, it's just to be dope. Yeah. Let me, let me know. I'll pick one up for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll send you a Gramerica shirt. Yeah. Yep. You bet, man. We'll rip that. Um, any trips to Canada? You're right. You can't be more than a few hours south of the border. Yeah, yeah. I was just over there in Banff. Is that how you say Banff? Ba- Banff. Yeah, Banff. I was over there at the, um, the arts theater of the arts. And uh, we did we did some youth work over there. They brought in some schools and performed for them, got to speak to them. When so was there, that? There's always doors opening. That was like um, right in the beginning of the summer. Ah, man. That's like two hours from the igloo. Less than two hours from where we're sitting right now. I would have went to that for sure. That would have been good to bring, oh, really? bring, yeah. my, bring my kids to. Yeah, it was dope, man. I was I love that place, man. It's beautiful. The whole town was like real cool. You know, like, man, it's like Aspen or something. You know? Yeah, it's something else. It gets real cold in the winter, though. But yeah, mm-hmm. next time, next time you're you're up this way, we'll have to have you uh, in the igloo for a chat and and do this again. Yep, you betcha. I'm down, man. Do you have anything uh, else you want yeah. to mention? Where, yeah, before we go, we got to make sure we mention where we, where we can track you down to where our listeners can find more Superman. Yeah, for sure. You can um, find me online. You know, uh, my Twitter is at Superman Hip Hop, and the Instagram is uh, Billy Ills, B I L L Y I L L S. And then my Facebook is slash Superman Hip Hop. Um, what else is there? Snapchat is Billy Gas Eels. And then, um, yeah, YouTube slash Greasy Face. I should, you know, I wish I had all the, like, Superman is such a common, you know, it's such a common, um, you know, people use it. They're like, 
billion Superman, you know, artists out there. And so yeah, not even, even to have all my social media, you know, all <laughs> locked down to one. So <laughs> even though, even the way it's spelled, you'd think there'd be less, but yeah. And when I was searching for, for, for some content on you, it's like, there's, there's got, I found at least six different Superman hip hop artists. No, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a bunch, man. They're all out there, but mine is the first that pops up at least, um, when you do a Google search or oh. you do a Facebook search. Yeah. Even in uh, iTunes, the first I, one iTunes, your, your out, your three albums pop up right off the bat. Oh, and your singles. All right. Yeah. That's good, man. I better, I better copyright that name for somebody. Yeah. Does. Is that, <laughs> is that you presenting house deep in Ibiza? No, it's probably a different Superman, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ibiza. Is that that party Island yeah, in Spain? Yeah. That's gotta be a different Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think that's about it. Did you have anything else you wanted to to say before we let you go? One, a last message. Um, I had a message to tell anybody. I would just say, man, get, get back to the foundation. You know, whether you're native, you're non-native, man, find out who you are. You know, what what what's your purpose on this on this earth, and um, serve serve one another. You know, I know that um, the way I found it, you know, was in my time of prayer. You know, when I take time. And I pray, I realize what my purpose is, you know, to serve others, is to be, you know, loving and kind you know, to one another, to my family. And when you're in that time, you know, that's 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 where it's at, you know, your peace and your journey on this earth becomes more real. You know, you become more real and you're able to, you know, live life to the fullest. So I encourage anybody out there, you know, going through anything, going through a hard time, or whatever it is, you know, it'll pass. You know, go to go to go to the Creator. You know, ask for help, and you know, rise up. You know, above all your obstacles in life, go forward, make it happen. Well said, man. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for your honesty, and it's been just an amazing yeah, I, chat. And, and I do have a last minute question from the yeah, chat. Oh room. yeah, of course, no problem. Well, I say no problem. But <laughs> are you are you coming going to Denver anytime soon? <laughs> Denver, um, they just hit me up for Denver March Power, which is in March, <laughs> March time, uh, I think around the 18th, 19th, so <clears throat> probably be over there. Um, as far as any other gigs, that's the only one that, that I can think of. So there you go, Bart, he will be there in March and maybe he'll get a show. Nice. He says that's right. Calgary's sister city. I've heard that before, actually. That's why I think there's an underground tunnel from the new airport to the Denver airport. I don't want to get all conspiratorial. There you go. But. Yeah, there's <laughs> off in yep, yep. his own little world. Well, actually, maybe one last question. Um, I wonder, is there, if, if there's a place in in, um, in native mythology for a, a term like synchronicity, have you ever come across that? Synchronicity? Uh, yeah. Well, not, a, not like in ours, but um, I've heard of that, you know, where things just, um, you're on point, you know, you just write. Where you're supposed to be, you know. I try to walk in that every day. Nice, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Have you uh, have you experienced any any little synchronicities, like any little meaningful coincidences uh, along your journey, especially over the last few years when you've started to to integrate more and you've been sort of taking off? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's like too many, you know, to to say. Oh, like even this this one, you know, I was like thinking about bringing a, I'll just, I'll share this one just real quick. I was thinking about bringing um, a young guy, you know, with me, like um, try to mentor, you know, somebody who's crow, you know, who's from the same tribe as me and, and try to 
uh, be an inspiration to them, you know. So I was thinking of thinking of doing that, and then kind of like my pride was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There was a certain individual, and I was like, you know, he was kind of like having a struggle with alcohol, you know, and stuff like that. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that, you know. He needs to get right, you know, before I even try to work with him. And it's just going to be a bad co-signing. I can't co-sign somebody who's all, you know, <laughs> struggling with stuff. And, and so that was in my mind. My ego was saying that. Uh, but then in prayer time, when I was having prayer time, and I felt like, you know, that I needed to reach out to him. But then the part of me was like, ah, no, I don't want, I'm not going to deal with that. You know, I'm not going to mess around with that. And then right when I jumped on Facebook, bam, he like inboxed me from out of nowhere. Like I never talked to the dude ever. And he like inboxed me and just like, Hey, what's up, bro? I just want to say your inspiration, you know, to my life. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, this is crazy, you know? And so I knew that I had to take this guy, you know, and, and um, take him along some shows. And so that was just like, you kind of know, you know, like you're right, you're right there. And, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. So that's just one story. Huh, that could be the highest rating ever. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. I love it. I'll give it a 9.9. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, Darren, <laughs> Darren likes to rate all Yeah, this. that's just one, man. I could, I could, I could tell you like so many, but yeah, that's, that's one, man. I feel, I feel blessed to be able to recognize those, you know, exactly. like recognize those things. That's funny. Like that. You just gotta be open the mind and open the ears. That's funny because we get to, no, no matter what we're talking about, whether it's someone researching a book or a musician or an artist or a novelist, all that, it always seems to be the same answer. It's like when when those start coming around and you start really looking for them, then that's you know kind of when you are where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Deja vu stuff. Right on, man. Thanks so much. That was that was a great story. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for, for sharing your story. Um, again, we encourage our listeners to 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 check it out. And uh, yeah, awesome. It's been an awesome time. Thanks for coming. Come back anytime. Yeah, you bet. Thank you, brothers, man, for having me. It's an honor and a privilege, you know, to be able to speak. And you guys have a blessed night. Right on, man. Thanks. We'll send you a link to the show as well. All right. Sounds care, good, buddy. brothers. All right. Take okay. care, man. Bye. Bye. All right, take care. Later. Yo, I like the watch Seinfeld. I get a kick out of getting kicked by Clydesdale. Cause you never know what Superman's planning. I took my blind friend to the Grand Canyon. We all fall, yo, but I never rap people. You might catch me skinny to bit with some fat people. Do all the MCs, I know why yo, they used to bust. Take my advice. Cause I don't use it much With supers in the clutch They give me respect And don't forget to buy the CD With your least check You know we bless underground rap sounds Never go belly up Cause I never back down Masquerade champ They know me by my hairy legs A hustler Selling Avon and Mary Kay The Christ life You're right There's none iller You can go hard But I'm a gorilla That was our chat with Chris, uh, a.k.a. Superman. What do you think, buddy? It was great. Wow, yeah, it was. What a it? nice guy, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we want to thank him lots for coming on. Yeah, super humble, uh, 
super smart guy. I love this. A powerful message. I love, I, I meant to say to him to make sure he keeps his positivity. I love that. Like how he's not resentful to what's going on. Like he's just like, look, like some, like some of our other guests be loving yeah. and kind and compassionate and just, you know, accept that. Right. That's, I like it. Yeah. Help each other out. Yeah. Spread the good word. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. we didn't get into like addiction and alcohol a little bit more. We want to sort of talk to him a little bit more about that as well. But ran out of time. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really good though. Yeah, one for the books, I think for sure. I think we'll get a real good reception on that one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know, uh, I know, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think he's onto something with mixing his native uh, lyrics, like not just the message, like uh, like you said the other day or earlier about his metaphor being in the songs, but now yeah. he's like actually using the language and it's, I think it's a really good mix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was talking about all the little celebrity shout outs that are starting to happen, right? Like that's how it happens. Yeah. And bam, a million views. Like I think his first video took a while to get a million views. Now this next one's been like less than a month. Just bam. Yeah. So hopefully he continues to grow. Hopefully you guys, uh, Enjoyed the tunes we played on this episode. Of course, you can find them on iTunes. You can buy all this stuff on iTunes, or you can. Uh, oh, you can go to all the Reverb Nation. There's all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, There's Twitter. A lot of it's on it YouTube. It's all on YouTube. iTunes. Yeah, oh, you I just said that. I said iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> While you're on iTunes, pop by the Grand America Show. Leave a review. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Check out the album uh, if you enjoyed the songs. I, I think most of our listeners probably enjoyed the uh, the tracks. We'd like to thank him, of course. Thanks for help, for letting us play them for you guys to enjoy. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we love getting your emails. So don't send emails to uh, graham at grahamerica.com with your experiences or your feedback or just to say hi. Don't stop spamming, Graham. If I don't reply, please, you can always remind me, but uh, some just stuff's... Just keep sending it. No, just some stuff slips through the cracks. But we do read them all for sure. Plug up the cracks, Graham. Yeah. Plug them up. Yeah, thanks for sending in your stuff. As always, you can head over to grahamerica.ca slash support and uh, check out all the different options we have there to help keep us uh, 100% listener supported, ad-free, sponsor-free, paywall-free, everything for free. You guys enjoy it. And you uh, pay us as you see fit. And then while you're at the website, actually check out the blogs. We got a ton of a couple new bloggers. the 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 blog uh, The blogs place at America is really expanding. We got Napoleon doing his web comic, and quite a few blogs coming out there now. So we we thank everyone for that. All our bloggers. And saying that, head over, shoot me an email, shoot Graham an email if you're interested in blogging. Uh, we're always looking for bloggers or artists or web comics or whatever. Gramerica's, uh a community to us, not just our podcast. So we want to make it as much about sharing your guys' stuff as as you guys listening to our lazy ramblings. You bet. Thanks for listening, guys. Big thanks to Superman for coming on. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Was this a bonus app? Well, you're getting an extra app here in the next week or two anyway, so you're welcome. <laughs> see you next week, or in a couple days, or last week.
Somebody help me up. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. 